Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for attending. And now, without further ado, to answer your questions, we welcome Commissioner Carl Benson. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for attending today's press conference. Uh, at a time when there are so many uncertainties facing intercollegiate athletics, I thought that this would be a good opportunity to address some of those issues. Uh, who's got the first question? I got a question. Uh, Trent Krim from the Independent. <laughs> really? Trent Krim from the Independent? Are you kidding me? What's your question? Well, well what makes you qualified to be a commissioner? And alive. That's the best that you can have at a time when, when we've got all these issues facing us, and that's the best question you have? That's the stupidest question I've ever heard. And really... Who, who let this guy in? Hi, welcome to episode two of Knutson and the Commission, along with Commissioner Carl Benson. I'm Mark Knutson. Thanks for joining us. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you about DenverAutographs.com, the place to find your favorite memorabilia from sports stars past and present. We have two stores in Metro Denver to visit the Colorado Mills Mall and the Flatirons Mall in Broomfield. Of course, you can find a lot of great stuff on the website, too, including information about a public autograph signing this Saturday, October 2nd, Denver Broncos rookie Pat Sertain at the Flatiron store. Don't want to miss that. Check them out, denverautographs.com. And I know, Carl, plenty of people want your autograph. Well, maybe, I don't know, at least they'll be able to pick your brain about all this crazy stuff that's going on in college athletics these days. There is a ton of stuff to talk about. But let's start close to home. Um, the rumor mill is churning. Uh, Colorado State and Air Force planning to leave the Mountain West Conference and make a lateral move to the American Athletic Conference. I guess we can talk pros and cons. I don't see any pros. I'm sorry. You probably, you know, Mike Oresco and, and you can probably tell us why this might be a good move, but come on now. CSU is trashing their rivalry with Wyoming and, you know, all these other New Mexico, all these other local stuff to, to absorb a ton of travel costs to travel East. Uh, I, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It looks like a, a really dumb idea. Can you tell us why it's not a dumb idea? Well, first of all, Mark, I'd love to get a uh, autographed uh, picture from you and your Colorado State days. Uh, oh, I don't know if those exist, but I'll look. Hurling, hurling, hurling up there in uh, Fort Collins during those cold March and Aprils. But uh, you know this 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 entire realignment era, and I like to some sometimes put it in the in the frame of from 1990 to today, yeah. which to some extent incorporates my entire career as a commissioner in the three, three different leagues, the mid-American, the Western athletic and the Sunbelt that, uh, you know, I experienced it firsthand and now I'm on the outside uh, observing and watching and, and being a, you know, a, an interested bystander, just like you are Mark. And right. sometimes it is difficult to, to look at the, you know, at the rationale and what, you know, what is to gain. And at this juncture, I think that to some extent, some of these decisions are being motivated by the unknown as to what, and in this case, the you know Colorado State and Air Force, what will the Mountain West look like five years from now and the viability of the Mountain West in the future and trying to, de- to determine what is in their best interest. And, you know, every time a school has made a move 
you know, to another league, whether it was when Colorado State and Air Force left the WAC to join the Mountain West. Right. You know, the president goes, you know, goes on, you know, a stand saying we're doing what's in the best interest of our university. And so it's hard for us outsiders to know what is motivating and what is stimulating the, you know, the president of Colorado State and the superintendent down at the Air Force right now. Um, again, you know, Mike Oresco, he's, I don't know if you've talked to him about this stuff, but what are they offering other than stability? I guess long-term stability is, is basically the only selling point because money, no, money's, money's not going to be better. for CSU. Well, we don't know. We don't know what, what, whether the money's going to be better or not. And right. both the, both the Mountain West and the American have existing uh, television contracts. Mm-hmm. I think there's some fear that you know, if Boise State were to leave the Mountain West, what television impact would that have on the remaining members, you know, of the Mountain West? Uh, Mike Oresco is hoping that the addition of, whether it's Colorado State Air Force or, or whatever other universities, we do know that, that the American is going to replace, uh, you know, the three schools that left to go to the Big 12 and, and at least one more to get to 12 football playing teams and we know today that the American television contract is better and more lucrative than the Mountain West we just don't know what impact there will be on you know on the American and right now Commissioner Resco and and he's done it very well in terms of his public statements and his you know his declaration that the American is planning to you know, move forward and, and stay, you know, stay intact with that, you know, $70 million a year television contract. Well, you know, he's, I, we talked about this before. He's done a really nice job PR wise of promoting his conference as the, as he calls it, the power six, the big P six in the background. But right now this year, we're a month in the mountain West has outperformed every other non, non, non power five conference. They have better record on the field than everybody else. Do you think Craig Thompson does a poor job of that? Does he not, should he be out there banging the drum for the Mountain West and say, "Hey, we're the we're the true Power Six. We're the one that's that's winning more football games on the on against G, against Power Five schools." No, that you know, every commissioner is going to promote their you know their respective conference, and you know, Craig's been in that chair for twenty plus years now, and I think that you know that they've had their good times, they've had their rough times. Uh, right now, it's it's unfortunate that that all eyes aren't on the mountain West based on the, you know, the wins that they've had over the course of the last, you know, couple of weeks. And yep. you know, I think that, you know, are they promoting their conference? Absolutely. He's promoting this conference and, you know, any, any commissioner that doesn't, you know, would be, you know, would be looked at, you know, being negligent. It's and malpractice. I know that, well, I know that, yeah, I know that mountain West fans are, you know, are, that you know are disappointed commissioners are easy targets yep. and you know i don't i think it's unfair to, to sit here today and, and criticize you know that, that craig thompson is not quote doing his job he's doing his job as he's done it for 20 years and uh again when when they were flying high it was uh it was all good and now you know it's it's under scrutiny and you know to some extent it's these podcasts like we're doing right now mark that uh Everyone is a everyone is a critic. Everyone is has their opinion. Everyone is a journalist, and there are thousands of opinions, um, you know, out there right now. And it, and it it goes over into 
politics. It goes over into higher education. It's just the scrutiny by the by the public on people in leadership positions are all being you know, questioned daily, whether it's the president of the United States or the you know, commissioner of the Big Sky Conference. Yeah, obviously that's certainly true. Um, but perception is reality in a lot, of, a lot of circumstances. And the perception is that Oresco is out there promoting his school, his schools, his conference, and Thompson's quieter about it. So that, that's the perception most of the media have, most of the fans I've talked to uh, have about this. Um, a few years back, I don't know, three, four years ago, there was rumblings about the Mountain West and the AAC doing some sort of alliance, some sort of joint scheduling deal. They play each other. And uh, do you, are you remember, remember when that all happened? That was probably three or four years ago. There was an effort by the Mountain West and then Conference USA to oh, have okay. a consortium. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, but that was that was that was a long time ago. I mean, that okay. was in the in the late '90s, early 2000s. That there okay. were actual meetings going on to to explore how could the Mountain West and the and this was before the American Conference. This was when the Big East Conference was a was a true Power Five conference. Right. Yep. And the Group of Five, the Mountain West and Conference USA, were the two dominant conferences in the Group of Five. Yeah. Because let, let me interrupt you just for a second for a history lesson. Yep. Wasn't the AAC pretty much born out of the demise of the Big East? Well, it wasn't necessarily a demise. It was a it was an organized um, reorganization that took the non football playing schools of the big East, the, the Catholic seven or the Catholic eight, whatever the number was. And they claimed the, you know, the existing big East Based, name and, right. and the football playing conference, the football playing members of the big East, they lost two or three Remember right. Pittsburgh, and Pitt, Syracuse, Virginia yeah. tech and, and uh, Syracuse. You know, even Syracuse, yeah. Syracuse, you know, all went to the ACC and, and the Resco came on board about that time and he had to rebuild you know, the, the big East and, and spun off the American. And, you know, we, we, we forget that, that both Boise state and San Diego state in and around yep. 2000 and, Oh, help me with the date. Yeah. But it's going to be on 13, 14. Accepted, there, yeah. Yeah. Accepted, accepted invites, yep. accepted invites to the, the to, big East. The, to them, the big East is an attempt to try to save the big East as a, yep. as a name, so to yep. speak. But uh, you know we've lived in we've lived in a in a realignment era for the last twenty plus years. There was a quiet period there between two thousand and you know twelve thirteen and and just you know recently with right. the, the Oklahoma Texas moves and so history you know history shows that that there is going to be movement and. Every move that's that's kind of from above the Texas Oklahoma is a trigger that that has downward spiraling, right. and what we're seeing today now has even gone further into the into the other ranks. Fans forget there's 32 mark 32 Division One conferences. Yeah, and 10 that are the the so-called FBS. Right. But when you're what you're seeing happening today with the Ohio Valley Conference, the Southland Conference. You know, my old Western Athletic Conference has gone through a another reconfiguration. Yep. They're playing football today. The Western Athletic Conference is playing football at mm. the FCS level. And, you know, if any listener wants to chime in and, and 
you know, tell us the membership of the WAC today. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Uh, yeah. People, people wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't believe yeah. that, you know, University of Texas, Rio Grande and huh. Tarleton state and yeah. California Baptist are part Se- of the WAC. So Seattle University, uh, Seattle, you, yeah. but, uh, so anyway, it's, you know, it, it, it makes for good conversation. It makes for good, uh, you know, good content for shows like ours and across the country. And, um, but at the end of the day, individual institutions, are going to have these types of conversations whenever there is a possible move or a possible opening. And a president, the president of Colorado State, Joe Parker, the athletic director at Colorado State, would be remiss if they weren't exploring all possible options that that are long-term and not short-term. What I mean, Obviously, it appears what you're, ta- what you're telling us is that See, the Mountain West is kind of a victim of its own success in a way here that the AAC is trying to poach some Mountain West schools rather than reaching down to lower ranks to pull teams out. It, I mean, it would make more sense to go to the Sun Belt or to, uh, you know, Conference USA to try to get teams. But the, I guess the stipulation, the rumor is that Boise State and San Diego State are try, still trying to get into the Big 12, which would probably decimate the Mountain West. But the Mountain West has been untouched by by this Oklahoma Texas thing to this point. It was the AAC that took the took the hit, as you mentioned. Um, so the AAC looks like they're trying to deflect that a little bit. It doesn't appear to me, if I'm the AAC, it doesn't appear to me that CSU and Air Force are the most attractive schools out there. Are they the ones the most willing to move at this point? Is like BYU, or I mean Boise State and San Diego State say, no, thank you, we're going to wait for a Power Five invite. Is that is that kind of backroom dealing going on right now? I think the, and again, this is just one man's opinion right. and, and it's air force that is the attractive yes. uh, piece to the American right. in light of their, of their current arrangement with, with the Naval Academy right. that, that air force uh, provides a, a good fit with the American and that in order to entice Air Force, uh, there needed to be an, another, you know, Rocky Mountain okay. geographic school to you know to pair with Air Force, and okay. you know that became that became Colorado State, and you know I by the time this show airs on you know Friday, yeah, yeah. October what October first, right? Uh, we may know a little bit more. I, I've heard here in the last twenty four hours there's been pushback. Uh, at at Air Force, hmm. in terms of of some of their donors, there's been pushback, you know, at Colorado State about yes. the, the rivalries that they yep. may be walking away from. Right. The one thing on that one thing on that mark that we've got to remember is that the the, the rivalries that exist, the football rivalries, could continue in terms of non conference you know, yeah. non conference games. So it's not as if Air Force will never play Wyoming again, or that. You know, the, the boot isn't going to be contested on a year in and year out basis if Colorado State and Wyoming um, you know, end up being in different conferences. But I, I, I'm a firm believer that, that universities, a footprint is important. And, yes. and when, you look at, when you look at conference membership, Colorado State and Wyoming should be in the same conference. Just yes. no question. About, 100% agree. 
and that, but you can also go down the line and say that New Mexico State and New Mexico That's should true. be in the same conference. Right. But some of those things haven't happened in you know in time because of institutional uh, arrogance, if you want hurt. to call it that. How about, how about hurt feelings? But, uh, and just uh, yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's some of it. So you know what what comes out of this is going to be. Uh, I'm looking forward to having a a podcast here in 30 days and seeing exactly where, where this all, you know, fall out. And, you know, the big 12, again, it starts with the big 12. Are they done at, uh, at 12 teams? So, right. you know, and then there's, there's several other issues that, that are connected, whether yep. it's the CFP playoff expansion piece, whether yep. it's the NIL, whether it's this week's announcement of the national labor uh, relations board indicating that student athletes are are now free to unionize, so to speak. But uh, just so many moving parts. This is this is prime. This is prime time for podcasts like this because the content mark is yeah. is just enormous. Yeah, we might have to do more than one a week to keep up with all this stuff. But you, I'm glad you mentioned rivalries because I was going to ask you about that. There are instances, Florida, Florida State, Clemson, South Carolina, where schools outside of conferences play each other on an annual basis but it's not common texas and texas a&m and missouri and kansas when they split off conferences they stopped playing and maybe it was hurt feelings or egos as you mentioned but fans were deprived of that and i think you're the same mind i am on this that rivalries are critical in college football you've got to have those rivalry games in college football and i think the texas program has been hurt by not playing texas a&m missouri and kansas don't play anymore i think it's hurt both programs it would be tragic for CSU Wyoming not to play every year. But if you're Wyoming and CSU bolts your conference, you might have hurt feelings. You might say, forget it. We're not going to play you anymore if you don't want to be in our conference. Um, and that would be a tragedy, I think. Don't you? It would be. And I don't think that it would be in the best interests of, of Wyoming if they were to take that. But that's kind of – that's the that's the, the uh, jilted uh, you know boyfriend or girlfriend yeah, exactly. that, uh, that gets, that gets uh, left at the altar. But – I think that that again, I'm a firm believer in in geographic footprint, and I think that for the sake of of the future college football, and and the fan base that is necessary for college football to prosper, that that we do need to really take a good hard look at at regionalizing uh, the sport, yep. and we're doing just the opposite. We're nationalizing yep. the sport, and. Okay. I mean, for people for people to suggest that that the Big Ten needs to add the University of Washington and Southern Cal yeah. to the Big Ten, crazy uh, just doesn't yeah just just does, just doesn't doesn't seem reasonable at all right and and now we're looking at this does Colorado State and Air Force make sense to be in the same conference with you know with with SMU and Tulsa I I just it just doesn't well, let me let me ask you this doesn't um, work. What about the non-revenue sports? What, what happens if CSU joins the AAC? I mean, what happens if non-revenue sports have to travel across the country to play a, a, a basketball game, a, a tennis match, a, you know, a, a golf tournament? It, it makes, man, it's going to make things life really hard on the non-revenue people financially, isn't it? Well, it, it's not just financially. It's, I mean, it's student athlete welfare. But right now, you know, if we could, if we could flip a, a map up today, and see the mem- see the the footprint of the American. Just try to visualize the footprint of the American. It goes from Philadelphia 
and Temple University to SMU mm-hmm. and Dallas-Fort Worth. Right. And it goes from South Florida, Tampa, and the University of South Florida to Memphis. Yep. That's that's those are the boundaries. Yep. And in between, in between those four schools are what five others, Tulane, Wichita State, Tulsa, East Carolina, and Navy. Yep. And so the, the American footprint right now is not a conducive footprint. Right. So for the American to further that footprint to Fort Collins and Colorado Springs isn't necessarily a hindrance from the American standpoint because they already have some, some boundaries, far reaching boundaries. Right. But the impact, the impact that it would have on Colorado state and air force and those other 20 plus athletic programs that, that, that are under those, those two universities umbrellas, is you know is pretty significant yep now taking it one step one step further because people like to say well there how do you put your tennis team you know to you know to south florida it really is only the team sports it's it's volleyball and soccer in the fall it's men's and women's basketball in the winter and it's baseball and softball in the Mm -hmm. spring the the golfs and the tennises and the track and fields and and such where there isn't regular season competition already and it's it's all postseason competition those sports are not as handicapped and 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 uh damaged but those six sports that i mentioned the team sports that require home and away competition those are the those are the ones so it's a little narrower it's a little narrower than than the general public seems to think in terms of can it work? Well, the American has shown that it can work because they're already stretched. Yeah. But but what what impact does it have for Colorado State and Air right. Force? And so is it a two or three million dollar a year net revenue from the conference? And I think that 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 that's the decision that Colorado State and Air Force are having to make today. They're weighing that financial benefit that may may be greater uh, against well, the impact of their athletic program. Okay, if you're Craig Thompson and, and, their, and their and their fan bases and their yeah. fan bases. Yep, travel. Yeah. If you're Craig Thompson, what are you doing right now to try to salvage the Mountain West Conference as it is? I don't think that that it's at a point that that it is is uh, uh, as tenuous as, as some people believe. Um, you know, the Colorado State Air Force, some people are suggesting that it's a done deal. Others are saying that it's a 50-50 proposition. So, um, you know, I think right now, you know, and I've been in this, I was in this position. Yep, yes, you were. You know, there, there is very little a commissioner can do to stop a school from leaving a conference if that school concludes that it's better for them in conference A versus conference B. Well, what, what so, I- when I he's say not, that, though, he's not, he's not, he's not trying to convince Colorado State or Air Force, you know, to, you know, to, to stay. And, you know, it's, if they decide to go, they go, then, you know, then the commissioner is going to, to have to react to those, you know, those departures. And, so he won't, so he won't get it. 
So he won't get an opportunity to make a counter offer, so to speak. To hear, well, here's what you're going to get if you move. But if you stay, here's what we'll do. Here's what we're planning to do. Here's how we're going to stay stable for the next decade. Um, there's nothing he yeah. can do in that regard. The only thing that that they they could possibly do if if there was inventory of teams, uh, and I had this happen to me when I took the Sunbelt job, I knew that there were several schools who were wanting to get out of the Sunbelt and join Conference USA. And I went at that time, and it's a different set of circumstances. I went at that time to each conference and told them what my plan was for the, the Sunbelt in terms of adding some schools uh, along the way. Right. Uh, it didn't work. It didn't work. The four schools that were ready to leave, they left. And I then went back out and, and rebuilt the, the Sunbelt with you know, with, with schools at, you know, Appalachian State and Georgia Southern mm-hmm. and Ca- Coastal Carolina. And, you know, that's what, you know, that's what Craig is, is evaluating today is what schools are out there within the footprint. And again, how big is that footprint going to be? Right. Is it, you know, is it west of the Mississippi River? Because there are very few, there are, there's only one FBS, current FBS member in the current Mountain West footprint, and that's New Mexico State. Right. Uh, you could also say that UTEP is in that footprint, mm-hmm. yep. even though they're currently a member of Conference USA. So you've got yep. Utah, you, you have UTEP and New Mexico State as yep. their only FBS members. Right. And then after that, it's all it's all FCS, FCS. members. Yep. yep. So do you go? Do you go beyond? Do you go further west and you know and and look at you know, at current schools in the state of Texas, whether it's in the Sunbelt or Conference USA members in this, and it's not, you know, this is not rocket science. You just look at the membership and ask, is UT San Antonio or North Texas or Texas State, are those valuable additions, you know, to a mountain west of the future? Or do you look at inside the footprint, which I, as the commissioner of the WAC, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, you know, the Montana, the Montana states, are they ready to make the move from FCS to FBS? The answer at that time was they were not. Cal Davis. I mean, I went on a a tour of FCS campuses that included Cal Poly, you know, San Luis Obispo to uh, Cal Davis, to Sacramento state, to Portland state, to Eastern Washington, to Montana, to Montana state. There's been, discussion about do they even look further into the Dakotas and look at uh, one or you know two of the of the South Dakota uh, the North Dakotas you saw what South Dakota State did in Fort Collins a month yep. ago yep uh, that program certainly looked like it uh, you know it had a um, you know a, a solid foundation so yep. those are those are the kind of the you know we hate to use the term analytics in in this but you know, to some extent, commissioners are are evaluating all the components and putting it into a into a grid and, and trying to determine which you know, which of these potential replacement teams uh, fit best for you know for that particular conference. Um, I wrote a week ago on WoodyPage.com that the Mountain West should be approaching the AAC and vice versa about an alliance where the two leagues would each have 12 teams and play each other non-conference and have their own little mini playoff, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Is something like that just not even doable or could they form that kind of alliance as a, as a way to entice their members to stay put? 
Yeah, I think it has it has merit for consideration, and I have no idea whether there's been any conversation between you know Craig Thompson and Mike Caresco, you know, with that. Um, I think it's it's a it's an exercise that the, you, know, you and I and other fans, other media members can you know start putting you know putting together a twelve team. Right, uh, Mountain West and a, and a new twelve team, and and it obviously would have to it'd have to incorporate, you know, Conference USA and and Sun Belt schools, uh, perhaps Army. a Mid American Army, school, maybe Army, yeah, Army in there, and you know, could you get to could you get to a twenty four team? At the end of the day, is there more revenue generated by those twenty four schools versus you know a twelve team American or a you know twelve team Mountain West? Postseason, I think, is a different, different subject, and, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that in coming weeks. Yeah. In terms of where does the group of five uh, come into play with a a expanded CFP proposal? Uh, yeah. What was launched back in August? This 12 team proposal was actually suggested to accommodate the group of five yes, with that automatic automatic sixth conference uh position uh now that um they're kind of back to the drawing board and with the the um departure of the three american schools houston and central florida and cincinnati uh does the the does the power five look different at the group of five in terms of whether the group of five warrants uh, inclusion in you know in the postseason so I think that's something that that would have to be uh, part of right now the the CFP has been too valuable financially to the group of five to go out and and you always hear why doesn't the group of five just become their own entity and do their own national championship and blah 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 and the reason is that there's been there's been too much there's too much money um involved in the CFP that is that has trickled down to the group of five to you know to go out on their own and try to create a, a new organization. Oh, well, but when, when I'll tell you this, when when I'm not saying if when the, the, the group of five or whatever in however that forms breaks off and forms their own super conference, the group of five won't have any choice but to start their own deal. But that we'll see how that unfolds. Let me ask you quick before we wrap things up. What happened to this college football playoff expansion, the 12 team? It seemed like it was done and set in stone. Then the Oklahoma-Texas thing happened. Feelings seemed to get hurt. They talk about the three other conferences starting to do their own alliance, which is very nebulous and not binding in any way. But what happened to Submarine, the 12-team playoff that we thought we were going to be getting? I think you just mentioned it. I think the, the Oklahoma-Texas uh, departure, um, you had three, three commissioners that uh, – that were not part of the of the uh, committee, the small committee that that came forward with the twelve team proposal, the Pac twelve, the um, you know the the Big Ten and the and the ACC commissioners were not involved, you know, in that discussion. Really, um, I mean, I remember it was it was a small subcommittee. It was Craig Thompson. It was Jack Swarbrick, um, Notre Dame athletic director. It was the SEC commissioner. And interesting enough, it was the Big 12 commissioner. So huh. while while that group of four commissioners, three commissioners and an AD were meeting regularly, uh, at the same time, you know, there was conversation going on between the you know the SEC and, and Oklahoma and Texas. But 
so I think that mm. that that did that that did uh, stir up some uh, some mistrust as to whether this thing was whether the twelve team proposal was you know was not you know vetted enough and and so that's been going on now and the meetings this week have have uh, kind of put the brakes on it but yeah you know there's going to, there's going to be expansion there's going to be expansion. I think it's just a matter of what, you know, what is that number now? And we're, I don't know if we're back to, you know, there was a, a meeting, I think yesterday of the presidents and chancellors that we haven't seen any reports from, but uh, whether it's, you know, whether it's a, an eight team or a 10 team or 12 team or 16 mm-hmm. team, I think is, I think is probably everything is back on. So again, it'll be content that uh, we'll be able to discuss you know, during the, yeah. the rest of the football season, Mark. All right. Uh, but I think I think that it's going to you know bleed over into um, you know next January and February as well. Wow, so much going on, so much to do. We'll talk again next week about all this stuff. But uh, I appreciate your insight on everything. Uh, doesn't give me comfort as a CSU alum uh, that this is. It seems like you think it's probably going to happen the move to the AAC, and that's that's disappointing. But you know, like you said, none of this is done and everything is still very flexible and fluid. So we'll see where things end up. Let me, let me, let me just, let me just stay here in, in okay. case there's those Colorado State. I'm not, you know, I say it's a 50 50 proposition. Okay. Right. So uh, I would, I would not be surprised if it didn't happen. Well, I hope you're right about that. All so right, man. We, we can, we can, we can, we can end on that one. So. Okay. Hey, I appreciate it very much. We'll be back next time with another episode of The Commission. He's Carl Benson. I'm Mark Knutson. We're on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.